step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Energy Forecast Show on this Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. Thank you for joining us today. I have a bit of laryngitis, so please bear with me today. And I apologize for not having a show last week. My guest stood me up, and I just didn't have enough time to get a show together. But I'm happy to be able to do this show today. Um, I may be changing and not doing a show every Tuesday this summer. Um, I just recently found out I need to move, and it's going to be pretty chaotic where I live. I live in a mobile home park, and um, there's a lot of families here that are elderly, and we just found out we have to be out by October 1st. Uh, Many of them are on fixed incomes. Some of them are going to lose their homes because they can't be moved. Others, it will cost. Uh, about $15,000 for them to move them and place them in another park. So as you can imagine, it's it's uh, going to be a chaotic summer here, um, and I have to look for a place to live myself. So I may do every other week, or I may have to stop it for a while, but the show will go on. I will be back. Don't worry. At least once a month, I'll have Jude on, uh, my astrologer, to tell you about the astrology for the upcoming month. That's on the first Tuesday of every month. So we'll endeavor. And um, there's a gentleman in town who has started a GoFundMe page for us here at the park. I'll just give you the information because it really would help these people out a lot. They're my neighbors. One just lost her husband. Days before she got the eviction notice, another one who is disabled, her mother is actively dying, and she's there every day with her, and they have to find another place to live in the midst of this. So uh, if you go to GoFundMe.com and search for Beach Family Sticks Together, whatever you can donate, we'd all greatly appreciate it. So today we're going to talk about consciousness raising earth energies. Today I have author Mattis Center to talk about his latest book, Sacred Sites in North Star Country, places in greater New York State, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, and Ontario that changed the world. He'll discuss with us today how the greater area of America's Northeast, what he calls North Star Country, played a pivotal role in shaping humanity. It was the birthplace of American democracy, the women's movement, spiritualism, Mormonism, theophysy, Seventh-day Adventists, and much more. An earth healer and dowser, Center has found a formation that he calls fields of consciousness that can nourish your soul, raise your consciousness, and encourage you to meditate in these fields. He states that our soul needs spiritual nutrition just like our muscles need protein. He is a former global money manager turned seeker. He watches over several sacred sites. His fifth book, Everything Has Karma, Learning to Embrace Our Interconnectedness, is due out in September. 
He blogs for Life in the Finger Lakes at uh, www.lifeinthefingerlakes.com. He also has his own blog, and you can go to that at mothereartprayers.blogspot.com. He also has a YouTube channel. You can search for his name under the YouTube channel. Welcome to the show, Mattis. Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you for coming today. Very interesting book. It's jam-packed with information. So uh, my first question is, I'm, I'm curious, how did a global money manager come to be so connected to Mother Earth? Well, uh, I think it started, well, it definitely started about 10, well, 20 years ago, I should say, uh, back in 1996, 97, uh 97 actually my wife and i decided to separate um the asset class i was in was declining which was global fixed uh found myself unemployed um but i didn't spend much energy trying to find a job i I knew there's something else there and then uh february 99 i felt called by god to change my life and uh you know follow follow god's path and, and that and that's what happened and then um my mom passed away in 2000, and to save money, I wasn't working. I was just reading and meditating. Uh, I moved back to my home in Syracuse from New York City. I had sold my loft in Manhattan before that. And then in uh, 2002, I was asked to get people to pray around Onondaga Lake. And that began my whole query into uh, Mother Earth and learning about how powerful an area, this area in upstate New York, Syracuse, particularly the Rochester, Utica Corridor, in uh, shaping human consciousness. And did you go out on on Mother Earth a lot and and meditate on her? Is that how you how you really connected with the Earth? Well, I think yeah. I mean, the the thing is that 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 you know you had mentioned spiritual nutrition. We all need spiritual nutrition. At the end of the day, uh, the body. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little bit offside. The body needs. To build muscle, you need protein. To build your soul, you need consciousness of some sorts. And that's what I did. I started meditating outdoors. But first I found these power spots, what I call fields of consciousness and vortexes and other power places that were abundant in earth energies. And then I would spend hours on end uh, meditating in these places. And I would camp out sometimes for, you know, as much as four or five days in a particular sacred area and then spend, you know, all day meditating and uh, you know, even camping out at night in, in these power places. So, what are these fields of consciousness? You know, and how do you, how do you know that they're there? Well, I can douse them out, but that takes that 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 comes from my relationship, the bond that I've developed with Mother Earth over the years. I've developed a strong bond. When I first began to, you know, find out about this area, you know, upstate New York, the area called North Star. I saw that, you know, this is where the peacemaker planted the tree of peace on the shores of Onondaga Lake. Peacemaker was the great Haudenosaunee prophet, uh, gave them the great law of peace upon which our constitution is based. Down the road is uh, Seneca Falls, where the women's movement was, was born. Uh, and Sally Roche feminist, Sally Roche Wagner, would tell you that it was the, plant, the uh, great law of peace that influenced the women's movement. You know, so you had that. Then you had famous abolitionists, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, all of these people in this area, these things. And then I began to go to these places and try to figure out why, why was it here? And then I found this aspect of Mother Earth, what I call fields of consciousness there through my dowsing. It was actually at a place called Spirit House in Georgetown, New York. Uh, a mecca for spiritualism in the latter half of the 19th century that I meditated in a vortex in the back, and the field of consciousness was revealed to me at that point. And what do these fields of consciousness do? What can they do for us? Do they well, actually raise our consciousness if we meditate in them? Yes, yeah. Let me let me just say, a field of consciousness basically is just a field that emanates this sort of what I call consciousness, for a lack of better word. It's 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 Consciousness, um, you know, how do we become more loving? You know, how do we become more giving? It's it's through doing loving and caring acts. But to really 
fortify that, we need this sort of nutrition. And then I, finding these places at these people's homes, uh, like Susan B. Anthony's uh, home in Rochester, Harriet Tubman's home in Auburn, that that's where the fields were. And what these fields do is they emanate this consciousness. And that's why I feel that these this consciousness, these people evolved. They were either drawn to this or transformed by that consciousness. Now, this consciousness is emanated in these fields, and right next to these fields uh, begin ley lines. Ley lines have historically been associated with sacred sites all over the world, earth mysteries, revere sacred sites. Well, well ley lines begin in by next to a field of consciousness. So what ends up happening is a ley line passes over this field of consciousness. It picks up that consciousness and then transports it to the farthest corners of the earth. So this consciousness, this field of consciousness, was created by Mother Earth, and these people kind of just intuitively knew to go there. Did they I leave an imprint there as well then? Because a lot well, I mean, of these I were think, forethinkers, you know. Well, it, it's it's difficult to say. I, I don't uh, – how, how do you say it? It, it, The question is, did the, chicken, did the chicken come before the egg? I mean, that's the old proverbial question you have. Were they drawn there or they, were they transformed by the location? There's no doubt that the space is transformative. I, I've been in these fields and I felt the – most unbelievable love, even for the most hideous people. So they're they're powerful. They're they're going to make you a more loving, caring, giving person. Now that doesn't mean it's going to stay with you. It's just like food. You know, it, it it'll it, it'll make you build you up a little bit gradually over time. But it'll it'll stay with you. It'll definitely transform you. Now, are the imprints of those people there? You know, yeah, the imprints are there, but they're not generally very strong and actually quite honestly some of the places where these people live the imprints aren't that positive the vibe is not that good and that sounds contradictory almost but you have to understand we're talking now 100 150 years ago almost 200 for some of these places and a lot of things have subsequently happened and a lot of things weren't necessarily good and people have mm-hmm. gone to these places with other alternative notions. The land retains a memory of what transpired at a particular close place. And so that memory can, you know, change and evolve over time. So anyone that visited these sites would be depositing their own little imprint. And so that could have clouded the original energy when, let's say, Susan B. Anthony was there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, energy healers work with this all the time. If you think of what is a blockage in your body, what is a blockage? Think of the mind-body-health relationship. A blockage occurs is when you have a, a negative thought, you do a violent, you know, something negative, not positive happens. Or you have a phobia, a fear, you, you know, that, that prevents the flow of energy within your energy body, right? Do you understand that concept, right? It's yes, it can. Same. Yep, yep. The emotional yeah, body. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that that then that blockage, it's the same on the face of the earth that that these people can create blockages. Conversely, they can do loving acts and you know elevate the the consciousness and make it a more potent and powerful place. But effectively, the imprints, what happens at a particular place, influences is it positive or is it negative we have a very dynamic relationship with mother earth mm-hmm. even more so now i would i guess argue what's yeah, happening yeah now. i mean i i, I think it is is, is is i i'm fond of saying is mother earth needs us to achieve her fullest potential and we need her to achieve ours in other words we need to get the earth working at its 100 percent or its its biggest potential best potential Thereby, it'll help lift all of our consciousness up. If we go the other way, our consciousness diminishes over time. And it's not good for us or for Mother Earth. And it creates uh-huh. what dowsers call geopathic stress, strain areas, things like that. 
That's interesting because uh, on my last show with Celia Fenn, um, she channels Archangel Michael and the Palladians. um, And she was saying that through them, the earth was uh, supposed to be this garden, you know, where, where everybody comes and, and, uh, you know, has a good time. And, but, and we, the inhabitants of earth were to be her stewards and to take care of her. Um, So I I can understand uh, from that perspective, what you're saying. So why do you call it North star country? I call it North Star Country because this is what the um, freedom seekers escaping slavery followed, followed the North Star to freedom here. In other words, if if you were a a slave trying to get away and and escape, you would follow the North Star to to country. North Star also refers to Frederick Douglass's newspaper. Um, He called it North Star newspaper and just North Star. So, North Star just basically refers to freedom or, or, or the, the idea of what freedom seekers used to follow here to freedom. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So you also say in your book that this area is sacred, and there's a lot of sacred sites here. What, what makes it so sacred? Is it these, just these fields of consciousness? And, and where are these sacred sites? I mean, you, you have a lot of them named. A lot of them, obviously, it's called sacred sites, and then there, I don't know how many are. You probably know the number of them in the book, but so well, I think there's. I, well, I think you know the the question is what makes for a sacred area. I mean, if 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 you are a, a Buddhist, you want to go to the Bodhi the Bodhi tree in in India. Um, you know, uh, Jews, Christians, Muslims all want to go to Jerusalem for sacred areas. These are places that are unique to their religions that, that are transformed, they see as being transformative. I, I look at it more objectively in saying a sacred area is an area that is going to be transformative, is going to you know, heal you, raise your consciousness, give you insights, create a mystical experience of, of, of some sorts. Jesus said that you shall know, uh, know them by their fruits. You can tell a uh, um, a, a bad person by by their actions more than what they say. Are they a sheep's and wolf and wolf? You know, a, a wolf and sheepskin. You know, things like that are reflective. So when people say this is a sacred area, they point to all these places around the world. I look at it otherwise and say, okay, why is this area sacred? Look at all the fruits: birthplace of democracy, hotbed of abolitionism, birthplace of the women's movement. You know, the, the, the idea that the New Age arguably came out of that because it's New Age came out of this area because it's based upon what? Theosophy and, and other things like all of these movements came out of this area. Uh, Seven-day Adventists, Mormonisms, all of this was born here. So this has, I think, an abundance of fruit. So this area has had transformative power. So... That's why I and I look at these fields. So all the places I mentioned, I all have fields of consciousness. Now that said, there are other places that have powerful imprints, and and you know they do have a field. But but really, what makes them unique is that this is places where people have become vision questing for hunt, hundreds um, for you know for centuries, if not millennia, coming to. You know, vision quest to find an answer, praying, doing ceremony. That leaves a powerful, powerful imprint in the land, you know, and that imprint you can tap into. So when you come and you go to a place like that, all of a sudden you're tapping into that and that's going to elevate your consciousness. You know, Jung, when he talked about uh, archetypes, he said that archetypes are buried, the collective unconsciousness and archetypes are buried in the land. That he, you know, he acknowledged that, you know, his work shows that and he says that. And, you know, that's what you want to tap into because the other thing we get back to the same thing is mother earth needs us. We need her is that when people pray and meditate and do stuff at a particular, like that positive, loving, caring intentions, it enhances the space. 
So that ma- it makes it stronger. A vortex might form, for example. The thin might, the veil might get thin. So when you look at a sacred area, I can tell you some of these places have fields of consciousness, but they don't have the greatest vibe. They might have a neutral vibe, but the vibe is not enhanced. You really need to go to a place that has an enhanced vibe because that will really fortify and make stronger the field of consciousness. So is that why you say Mother Earth's soul resides in upstate yeah, New York? Yeah, I mean, I think that, of all yeah, these places I mean, and this energy here? Yeah, I call it consciousness. You know, I mean, I think there's a distinction. I think a consciousness is energy. I think of energy and consciousness, I mean, energy and, and as more as the material world. And I see consciousness more as spirit and, and as spiritual and, and as the soul. Yes, uh, without a doubt, the soul is here. And again, I point to the fruits. You know, people mm-hmm. can say, well, the, the Midi- Middle East had all these, you know, Abrahamic traditions. Well, I'd say all these Native American religions are here. You've got this peacemaker who I would argue is, is on par with Buddha and Jesus. Then you have democracy, the birthplace of democracy. Then you have the women's movement. I mean, the list and list of stuff here is there's no other place in the world that has had the transformative ability or the the transformative force and power upon the world than this area that I call North Star Country. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, the Peacemaker Sanctuary and Onondaga Lake. Onondaga Lake has been well known, unfortunately, for being the most polluted lake in the country. Uh, it has since been cleaned up, and I know there's been talk lately. The DEC says it's safe to swim in and all, and there's been talk of having beaches there now. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what you've experienced in Onondaga Lake and the Peacemaker Sanctuary there? Well, when I when I was first um, back in 2002, when I was first asked to get people to pray around Onondaga Lake, I, I didn't know why or what it was about. Uh, it was more of an answer to my prayers when I had returned from Syracuse, returned to Syracuse, I should say. The level of violence was very high. A lot of a lot of killings. Young 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 people were killing you know each other, and a lot of violence. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. And as I was walking around Onondaga Lake every day, I mean I go there every day. You know I began to be transformed, but I also began to get insights and, and things like that. And I slowly began to understand what what you know what North Star Country was. Um, and then we decided to hold. A, uh, I, I learned that the peacemaker had planted the tree of peace here. I learned who the peacemaker was. You know his story of how he came here. You know paddled a stone canoe a case long uh, across the Lake Ontario, and then uh, got Hiawatha to work with him, and then had one. You know. The, evil person chief um the last one before anybody to turn to be transformed at onondaga lake and and he did transform him and then planned the tree of peace so i learned that whole story um and then i knew i had to get a have a prayer service there and that prayer service is you know i i looked and looked and i found this little place on the west shore of onondaga lake and we had a ceremony there uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving in 2002, and there were no murders in the in the city of Syracuse for several months after that, one of the longest periods ever. And I went and prayed there every day except one snowy day. That I think it was Christmas Day. We got like a foot of snow. But I would go and pray at that sanctuary every day. So I feel that my prayers were answered. Um, subsequently, my knowledge of Mother Earth picked up. I realized that there was a vortex there, a vortex, an energy vortex that we had probably uh, uh, created or put together there through our intentions. And But I've had a, a variety of mystical experiences there. Uh, you know, I've gotten answers to questions that I've had. You know, what do I do? Uh, I've gotten insights. I just, I always get blissed out when, I've, when I'm there. Several other people have told me the same thing. I, I know that... Uh, a young lady was having, you know, was having issues with a with a a, a partner, a, a lover, boyfriend, whatever, and she found resolution there. So, 
it has a transformative ability and will give you something that you need that can be very helpful to you. Is it someplace that's easy to find for people yeah. that are in the area? And you know, can they? Is it marked as Peacemaker Sanctuary? How do we know? Well, there's two benches there. There's two benches. Both benches have vortexes on them, or did. I haven't been there in a few months. Um, they they did last time I did. Yeah, you can you can yeah you can definitely do there. Go, you know, get on. I'll send you directions if you can post them, or they can go to my blog and just punch up you know Peacemaker Sanctuary, and the directions will be online there. But basically, you okay, have to great. get off of State Fair Boulevard uh, and head back towards the city, towards the State Fair, and then on Beach Street, which is across from the Empower uh, Bank, take a, a left and, and go uh, park your car at the corner there uh, at the de- where it dead ends or turns, and then just walk across the bridge. Got to walk over 690, take a left, walk down about another three to four minutes, and it'll be the first area open area on your right-hand side. And the first bench says Peacemaker Sanctuary on it. And then just experience this place. Very good. So is that the strongest vortex in New York State, do you think? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's the strongest vortex. Um, (laughs) I've got some pretty big vortexes in my yard and in my house, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's the strongest. There's a vortex. All I can tell you is the imprints are strong there. It's a place that has helped a lot of people. Uh, it, so I would encourage you to go there. Now, when we start talking about vortexes, I mean, you know, uh, there's a vortex, for example, um, at Wisdom's Goldenrod uh, in Hector, New York, on, on Seneca Lake at the at the southeast end of the lake. They've got a vortex that's about 20 to 25 feet in diameter. So that is one of the more, you know, largest vortex. But that vortex is not on the field of consciousness. <clears throat> so, you know, you, you know, you really want to get one that's on a field, specifically on a field of consciousness. And for that, I'd say Onondaga Lake is, is one where you have something right now. Another one that would be good would be um, Muller Hill which is in Madison County, uh, near Georgetown. That is just an incredibly enchanted place. Very powerful, very warm, very friendly, uh, just great. And for my listeners that are from all over the world, we're still talking about New York State in, in the United States right now because you do talk about the Northeast. So we've been talking about New York State. Um, any other places that, you know, maybe outside of New York State? that you'd like to mention? Well, you know, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't know how to give you exact directions to them. I mean, I don't, I don't need know. directions, but just to let people know. Yeah. There's, there's Maybe. other, there's other fields of consciousness in New Jersey. They, they reach all the way down to the Maryland border. They go up into Ontario. Um, you know, Toronto, Ontario um, has got a really, really nice ashram there. I think it's, Look it up here. Is it that? I don't know if you got the book there in front of you. Um, but the is it the Vivekananda? Let me look up. That is really it got fields. Plus it's got vortex. It's a very powerful place. Very, very warm and friendly. Um, it's the Vedanta Society of Toronto. That's a, definitely a must a place to visit. Uh, very, very, very strong. So that would be one place that I would definitely go to. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the, you know, but I can't, you know, I mean, for fields, I don't know. I mean, I found Vortexes. My blog has got some, if you sift through my blog, I've got several places in in New Hampshire I mentioned, Vermont. So they're all over. But you, you Okay, so the best thing for listeners to do is go to your blog, which is MotherEarthPrayers.blogspot.com. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Okay, great. So another question, and then maybe you've answered this, but I, I'm, I'm like, I guess I'm asking more of a technical answer to the question. You say that Mother Earth's essence and energies have a profound influence on us and that we need them to survive and grow. Why is that? 
why is that? Because ultimately, well, why? Why? I don't know why that is. I don't know. The question is, why do we? I mean, the, the two parts is: Are you asking me why do we need Earth? You know, we need them to exist without without energy. You know, what what is an energy healer going to tell you when if you if you have issues with your energy by you not getting enough energy, you're you're going to die. So we're intimately connected to the to the Earth in the unseen world. I mean, the the world that we live in operates at many levels. The physical, real world is is one level, but there's other levels above that. And these levels are all very similar, as the Emerald Tablet says, is as above, so below. You know, so it's it's uh, there's 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 a relationship and functioning very similar at very pl- various different planes of existence. But could yeah, that relationship I, be? Uh, our electromagnetic field from emanating from our heart and the Earth's electromagnetic field and any other electromagnetic fields that are generated in certain locations, is that the energy that we're picking up on? I don't know about that. I, I really don't. I, I don't know what, you know, what the hearts, how that relates to the, I, I don't know that thing. I don't know that. I mean, I know the energy. I can feel the energy. I can feel mm-hmm. the energy in different places, but I can't necessarily tell you what the heart's relationship is to this or, or that relationship. Certainly the heart has a, a big role, um, but I can't tell you which energy goes where and where consciousness, you know, all, all I know is, you know, when, when I feel consciousness, I feel it in my forehead area, what Hindus would call a chitakesha, our seat of consciousness, our mind frame. But at other times I can feel things in my heart, so it depends you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's 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 not a, a black and white answer. So I mean, I can't say it's okay. this or that. It's it's much more nuanced. Uh, well, I I say the heart's electromagnetic field because it's the largest of the body, but the brain also has electromagnetic field. Um, it's much smaller than the heart. So it's interesting that that those are the two places that you're feeling it because those are the two largest electromagnetic fields in the body. Yeah, no, I think that's what the, you would feel it. But I mean, I, I see. I, I'm a, I'm a believer that your aura is kind of like your spiritual lungs. Um, your aura is, you know, I, I look at your brain really as just like a, a light switch. It's, it's not, you know, it, your, 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 your thinking and all your mind and everything is in your aura around your, your, your what people call your akashic record. All that stuff is stored in your aura, and the brain is the intermediary between you know you're you're doing physical things in your body and your mind, which is out in your aura. Now your heart, I I don't know how that heart operates mm-hmm. in, in you know mm-hmm. relative to that, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, so the aura or the biofield that's being fed by, uh, I mean we were electromagnetic beings. And we have electromagnetic fields. We have electricity going through our bodies. That's how we can do uh, electrocardiograms or electroencephalograms or even myograms uh, for your muscles because, you know, whether it's chemically uh, produced or um, or otherwise, um, we, we do, we do produ- I mean, we are an energy being, and that energy gets emanated, and um, so that's, I, I'm just wondering how, the, the, the scientist in me, always asking those questions, that's me. <laughs> well, I think, so, I think we're, we're definitely an, an energy beings, but we're also beings of consciousness and spiritual. I mean, our energy body's going to die, but I believe that our soul, our evolving soul, um, you know, what Sri Aurobindo and the mother called our psychic being, our evolving soul, is going to be, be go on to another life. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, definitely we're energy beings to a certain things, but I think we're also beings of consciousness. We operate at many different levels. So do you think consciousness is something other than energy? Yes. No how doubt. How would you describe I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you know, they... The Hindu mystics couldn't describe it. They say, "Oh, it's you know, it's this or that. What what is it?" I think we could just say it's spirit. That's probably the easiest analogy to say it's just it's pure spirit. It's it's an, it's it's that what it is. I mean, there's something I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like it's an awareness of being. But I can tell you from fields of consciousness, 
is that if you consume, you know, pure consciousness, you know, or higher higher forms of consciousness, it's going to make you a more loving, caring person. So I really don't have an answer to that. I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I I really don't know. Well, that's that's very honest, and you know, I mean, a lot of these questions these questions have you know no answers, or we may think we know them, you know, um, because these are the big questions that we ask. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think you know, there's that you know, uh, what's that group out in California? I can't think of. Not a, they're not at Esalen, but they're you know they're they're study everybody's studying consciousness. Everybody has an opinion. I don't think anybody's got the right answer at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about um, wind turbines. There you um, go. Because you had said to me that uh, wind turbines are bad for the environment. Why? They break up the flow of prana. They break up the flow of energy. I mean, it, it gets it gets all down to the the fact is that we're intimately connected to Mother Earth. You know, she needs us, we need her. And what what wind turbines do is that they break up the flow of energy and they do great damage to the grid, for lack of a better word. We're not going to get what the grid is, but, you know, they're, they're, they're really bad. You know, you're, you're, you're a healer and you talked about the electromagnetic energy, right? You were saying that we're energy beings. Well, that's definitely true. So the question is, where do we get our energy? Well, we get it from the ether around us. That energy, we live in a sea of consciousness. We also live in a sea of energy. That energy that we get is what powers us and and, and makes us alive. If we have an area that's compromised where bad things have happened, where people have been you know, killed and hurt or wars have been fought or nuclear power plants, those, ha- those create stress and create negative areas and break up the flow of energy. Wind turbines do the same. And they're very, very damaging. I would ask, and and I think you should do this, I would ask anybody out there that is an energy healer, if you do any form of energy healing, go drive to a wind turbine near, near you and get out of your car and walk up as close as you can. You will feel like your head is going to be just squeezed to death. You know, I remember it was up in... Um, Barnes Corners, which I don't know if people know in the Tughill area here. It's a kind of a, a, the, the, the area north of, of Syracuse by about 40, 50 miles south of Watertown. In the Tughill area where the really, really snowy area in the wintertime. I remember yeah. I was pretty excited about wind turbines, you know, energy helping Mother Earth. I got out of my car and, man, it felt like my head was in a vice and somebody was just cranking it up. And that's because what ends up happening is the wind turbines block the flow of energy. So my head was being deprived of, plus I was picking up the negative consciousness. It was a very, you know, bad area. And and I encourage anyone, anyone that is an energy healer to go visit firsthand and experience how detrimental wind turbines are to our health. Very, very bad. So, so, so that was my first inkling of of wind turbines. Now, I know you said they affect the grid. Are you talking about the electrical grid that we, you know, get our electricity from for no, our homes? No, no, no. Are you I'm, talking I'm, about the no, earth, no. an earth grid, or? Yeah, let me let me get the earth grid, but but let me just say one thing. Uh, there's a woman. I I found this out. God, uh, back in 07, 2008, something like that. <laughs> and I remember trying to contact a woman called uh, Dr. Nina uh, Pierpont out of Malone, New York, which is near the Canadian border. She found, after they built some wind turbines there, that people were coming in with all sorts of ailments, you know, sleep issues, um, issues, headaches, you know, balance issues, things like that, nausea. And she, she coined the term wind turbine syndrome. And boy, she was attacked left and right. And but but they're but they're bad. That created it. 
Now, getting back to your – so you can – if you want to learn more, you could look at her. There's another book a friend of mine just sending about how wind time uh, – have just uh, not paradise destroyed um, is another one. My friend is sending me a book on that, on how the, they've destroyed environments. But basically the grid that we're talking about is just the general – what you refer to as the electromagnetic grid or the – what did you call it there earlier? The electrical grid that you know that we use to power our homes. No, you know, no, no. What you call grid. for that for the energy body? What would you call that? Uh, oh, for the energy body. Yeah. Uh, the biofield. Yeah, the biofield. That's your personal biofield. But is there a greater biofield? That, that there's the geomagnetic sure. field of Mother Earth. Sure. It's the geomagnetic sure. field of Mother Earth. There's 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 flows of the of the life force across the surface of the Earth. We live. Mm-hmm. Ducks uh, release. Uh, the life force into the air, like just like in a human body, they flow across the surface of the earth to an earth chakra and go down and are recycled. So we're constantly living in a sea of the life force or a sea of energy. What ends up happening is, is that that is weakened. The wind turbine breaks up the flow of that energy, seriously disrupts it. So it is being compromised. It's not flowing. It's, it's, you know, whatever is happening, it's just not it's breaking it up, right? Now, that wind turbine, that that what we call this sort of life force, th- there's a whole – it's like your house or like a whole grid. It's also connected to the geomagnetic field. It's also connected to um, all these other sorts of grids that make the physical world what it is. So when you start breaking it up at one, it's like – it's like you you're you know you 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 damage your your foot so what ends up happening is you start walking a little funny well that puts pressure on your hip then you get pressure on your hip it's transferred to your back so now your back is hurting you because you hurt your foot so basically what i'm saying is the whole earth grid is connected to each other and is one whole but right. one of its subcomponents which is the flow of energy a prana across the surface of the earth is being seriously disrupted. You know, and, 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 and that causes geopathic stress that's going to make you ill, but it's making the, the weakening, you know, I, I think the Schumann resonance is a function of that. The weakening Schumann resonance is all uh-huh. of, I mean, not the, the rising Schumann resonance, I should say, but the weakening field, the geomagnetic field. The weakening, weakening geomagnetic field, yes. Yeah, is uh, a function of this. This is what's caused, one of the one of the causing factors, I, I can't say I know all the factors, but I can tell you right now, this is seriously contributing to it, if not the only, the major thing. So are these wind turbines, do they affect ley lines? Uh, well, ley lines... Like everything else, ley lines are meant to carry, you know, uh, God's and Mother Earth's highest aspiration, love, altruism, compassion to to the distant uh, around the world. Now, ley lines, see, I, I look at the world and say we live in a sea of consciousness and everything has consciousness. Ley lines have very negative consciousness. So when they come in contact with that consciousness, they're going to transport that consciousness until they run into something else that is similar or different and interacts with it there. So, yeah, I mean, it does, but I, I wouldn't say that they're, that ley lines are a big influence or are influence them in a big degree. They're definitely uh-huh. affected, but I, would, I wouldn't use that analogy, no. So let me ask you this. You talked about some physical effects that people are experiencing from wind turbines. Do you think that they're similar to people who live near these electromagnetic fields produced from high tension wires? I don't know. I that's a that's a great question. I don't know. I would imagine it is. I mean, it's just not good for you. Uh, there was um, I'm not that familiar with. It. Unfortunately, there was a guy called I'm trying to think of Gary Stilling or something. there was a Canadian guy died at a young age. He had done a lot of work. I remember talking to him about. 10, 15 years ago, I think it's Gary Skilling, um, a great Canadian dowser, and he told me, he says, you know, what you don't realize, this is before, when, this must have been 05, 04, so you're talking 15 years ago. He was telling me that the, the problem that he saw was that we are putting all of our, elect, grounding all of our electrical systems in the earth. He says that's just really, 
really bad. So I, I don't know. That That's the one insight I can give you on that. Interesting. So here's a follow-up to the wind turbine. Is global warming or climate change partially caused by the degradation of Mother Earth's subtle body by these wind turbines? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've started to work on my next book, my, which will be my sixth book, which is going to be Earth Magic. And I can tell you right now, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I have to look at it and I don't understand the whole problem, but I mean, I, I, I think we have bigger issues than, than, than this sort of that. Um, the pollution in the air. I, I think it's only a symptom of the larger problem, which is the geomagnetic field is breaking down. Right. I mean, that's what's happening. Is you, you know, you've been doing shows on it. You've been talking about the pole shift. The geomagnetic field is breaking down. What does that mean? Well, I mean, it could mean one of the symptoms. You know, I mean, you go to the doctor. What's the doctor see? You're an energy healer, so you're going to know this answer better than I. You're going to go to the doctor, and your doctor's, God, doctor, my hand hurts like hell, you know, and, and the doctor's going to study, and he's going to find that your hand hurts because, you know, you have cancer, and, and, you know, and it's affecting your nerves or whatever. So there's a larger issue. The, the hand hurting is a symptom of a larger problem. So the question to ask, and I don't have an answer at this time, time, but my suspicion is global warming is a symptom of a much larger problem. As horrible yeah. it is it is, global yes, warming is I a agree. symptom. It is it's you can't say, oh God, you know, global yeah, global warming is you know, I'm r i am I just was reading, I was talking to you by the 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 New Yorker edit the uninhabitable earth and how bad it is. Well, it is bad, but you know, there's stuff going on that's a lot, lot worse. And I think we're missing what is going on. So so that's all I'd say is I just I just think that that I don't know, ask an energy healer and they'll tell you, well, it's the the problem again is someplace else. Again, remember I said that the you know, you get a a, foot, a pain in your foot. The pain in your foot makes you to walk funny, which affects your hip, which then affects your back. So you're going to go see the doctor for your back, but you really have a foot problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. and I and that's the way yeah. I see this whole the, the the global the global you know warming and all this stuff. I mean, it's horrific. It's problematic and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the larger issue is is that. The geomagnetic field is weakening for a variety of reasons. Other factors are going on, and global warming is just a symptom of that. Yeah, it's interesting because NPR did a whole show on whether climate change should be taught in the public schools, and some schools are teaching it, and most teachers, science teachers, I used to teach science, um, aren't up to date on what that is, and you know, we can have climatologists and other scientists say, yes, it's changing. Yes, of course it's changing. And I agree with you, Mattis, that it's changing because of bigger cycles. Um, you know, when when um, Ben Davidson was on and he talked about the Earth catastrophe cycle and these larger cycles that the indigenous have seen that the Earth goes through, that we know we live within cycles. I mean, every day, you know, it's a cycle, <laughs> You know, we get up, the sun comes up, and the sun sets. Not that it really does, but we you know we're moving around the sun, and um, so we're, we're, we're that's a cycle. The, the seasons we we experience cycles all the time. So there's these larger cycles that we're in, and sometimes we become too myopic, and we don't see the larger picture. Because as you said, you know, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and, and Hermes, you know, as above, so below. So and as within, so without. So we really have to go by feel, go back to those basic premises and keep that in the back of our mind that there's larger things happening here. Let me ask you one more big question. <laughs> in your opinion, should we try to mitigate the effects of this coming pole shift? I and mean, I don't I don't think there's many people that are really truly following this that would would say there's not a pole shift coming because scientists are showing it's migrating uh, from this coming pole shift or does mother earth need to go through these cyclic shifts? I don't, I, I, I don't have an answer for first off regarding cyclical shifts. 
I think we're a little bit different in thinking, maybe not totally different. I, I, I don't see this as sort of sort of a astro I mean, I see astrological shifts. I mean, I believe in astrology. Um, do we have to go through a calamity? No, I, I don't. I don't think we have to go through a calamity necessarily. Uh, but I do think there's a cycle. I would look more towards the Kali Yuga, uh, the Hindu idea that you know we reach an, uh, a zenith and then go to a natter. natter right? I mean, right now we're in a you know we're in a bad place. I think most of what we have right now is has been created by humanity since the last pole shift or since the last cataclysm. So I think it's a function of 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 who and and what we are and what we've done that has created this. And and I think we always have a chance to to turn around. Now, how do we turn around? I I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I I don't. I mean, I think the 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 world is weakening right now. The geomagnetic field's weakening, and who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I just I just I, I remember asking, um, you know, uh, who are the people that do the uh, the energy healers that do polarity therapists? about what happens if if your you know your 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 polarity reverses. I don't know, somebody listening maybe knows that. I've I haven't got an answer for anybody yet. But it's clear that that something bad is going to happen. Don't know what it is, but I do think that mm-hmm. it's going to happen and I don't know how to turn it around right now. I don't think I have a solution how to turn it around. Well, is there anything else that you want to share, Manis? You've been really honest and open with with all this information and and this book, uh, Sacred Sites in North Star Country, is jam packed with information um, all across the Northeast. If you are interested at all going to any sacred sites or trying to feel this information, you really should pick up this book. Is there anything else you should you want to share with us today? No, I th- I think people should you know take a visit here and 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 you know take a pilgrimage here and spend some time meditating and experiencing firsthand the transformative power of fields of consciousness. So that's the only thing I'd say is just just come on up here and Onondaga Lake is easily accessible. Um, so even if you don't want to buy my book, you can go there. You can experience it firsthand, and then you know go from there and you know try to become an earth healer. I talk about how to become an earth healer, and that's basically working with ley lines to try to make a better world. All right. Very it. good. Yeah, thanks We're for having me on your show and uh and uh Yeah, thank you. I thank you for coming today, Manis. I appreciate it. It was a lot of great information. And um so next week I have returning guest Jude Valentine coming on. It will be the first Tuesday of the month, so she'll be talking about the astrology for May, I'm sure it'll be jam-packed. It's been very intense this last week. I'm sure you, if you're at all sensitive, you felt it. Uh, there's more changes and shifts coming. So stay tuned because we'll have the information you'll need to uh, stay in tune with the earth, to love her, to help her through this change, and to help you through these upcoming changes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Much love to everyone. Take care.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.